right, guys, welcome back to the Spice Cast. I'm Ben Joe. We have Dan Bullard someday doing our sound. Uh, we want to thank all our, we've got a couple new interns, Michael, uh, Zach, and Ben Storm Rainey coming in this summer to do some cool stuff for us. But today we have Mr. John Carroll uh, from around Hendersonville, Nashville kind of area, the northern Tennessee Valley. Thanks for coming out, John. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you're, you're a singer-songwriter, been in a couple bands up, up north of us. And uh, did you always grow up playing guitar? Was that is that a newer thing for you, or did you just start out running on that instrument? Uh, newer, maybe relatively newer. I started <laughs> out. I started out on piano, piano lessons when I was about five mm-hmm. or so. Um, but it was a lot cooler when in high school to play guitar than piano. So uh, I, I kind of picked it up for youth band and stuff like that. A classic thing. You got it's like the girls just swayed you in that direction or something like that. Yeah, plus you, I mean. <laughs> You can't be the guy outside surrounded by people on a piano. You just <laughs> right. Can't, like, drag a piano out there. Just wheel it out there and right. wait for the crowd. Like, guys, look, I hauled a piano just for you. And set it on fire. <laughs> yeah, that's one one awesome thing about the guitar. You can, you know, drag it around to the beach. Uh, you can uh, use it to hide your stuff in when you're at some kind of crazy festival or something. Something like that. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. Like... It's it's crazy just the mobility of it has influenced my music so much mm-hmm. just because when I moved to Nashville and I started playing open mic nights and stuff, uh, you can't, you can't, I mean, the keyboardist, I always felt sorry for the keyboardist. Right. Because they had this huge thing on their back. It took them forever to set up. And uh-huh. so I pretty much just stopped playing piano and focused on guitar after I moved to Nashville for that reason. Yeah. And you can't like sit on the couch and uh, mess around with your keyboard absolutely. quite as easy as you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, very cool. So, uh, did you learn to play up in Nashville, or are you from somewhere else originally? Uh, I'm from, I learned to play in South Texas. I okay. grew up kind of down there, high school, down there around Conroe, a little north of Houston. Did the music around there influence how you got into it, or did you know people that uh, taught you your first kind of styles? Oh, oh, of course, yeah. I, I started out with like church music kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, Man, I, I grew up on church music. It was probably my guitar teacher that finally convinced my parents to get me a Metallica album. And he had to like, <laughs> sit him down and be like, look, listen. We've got to open him up to he some new needs to hear this stuff. And so then I got to hear Metallica. But up till then, um, it was mainly like church music. And I started out in church bands. So I would say, you know, like praise and worship music and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Big, big influence on Yeah, a, a lot of great players get their start there just because, uh, I mean, it's a place where a lot of people come together. And it's such an integral part of... Uh, any anything you do nowadays, especially because there's so uh, many medias to get your music from. I mean, everywhere you go, it's uh, you go to the bathroom anywhere. It's got music usually. Yeah. All the breweries, any place you go out to eat, it's music everywhere. It's not like uh, so ubiquitous, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. So so did you uh, play guitar in your church band or? Yeah, guitar. I was you know I was usually like lead singer, guitar player guy. Well, cool. Were you involved in any writing back then, or did Man. that come later on for you? I was always kind of interested in writing back then. Um, you know, I turn out a song every like couple, two, three months or mm-hmm. something like that. It, it wasn't like great writing. Some of the songs I'm okay with. I probably, if you asked me to play my best stuff for you, I probably wouldn't play those songs. But, <laughs> uh, it was always there. you got to start somewhere. It was you can't just instantly yeah. write a great. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think about Metallica when, it, Metallica when you first heard it after only being with church music? I mean, it was, I loved it. Uh-huh. Um, my friend, my friend also was in the same boat of not being able to listen to like 
harder music. Right, right. So we the dark side. Absolutely. <laughs> I went to a private school. Okay. Like a Christian school mm-hmm. kind of thing. And um so what we would do is because it was small, in between classes is we'd run out to the van and we'd shove in the Metallica C D <laughs> and we'd headbang. We had the nice. we had the uh, alarm down to the second. So uh-huh. we'd headbang until it was like thirty seconds to go to class and then we'd run it. Just bolt. Bolt to class, yeah. <laughs> Y'all still dizzy from like all the blood rushing back and forth. Oh yeah, yeah. Very cool. So you got a, a track to play with us. You actually played us uh, four or five tracks here live in the studio. Uh, this one's called September. You want to talk about how this one came to be? Any any juicy story behind that one? Oh, probably not a juicy story. Like I usually start <laughs> up, I usually start my songs with kind of a rift, mm-hmm. the guitar thing, um, and then I write lyrics. So when I wrote this riff, I knew it was going to be one of those. I mean, just in my head, I knew what kind of song it was going to be. It was mm-hmm. going to be uh, looking back. It was going to be reminiscent. It was going to be long, longingful. Is that a word? Yeah. Longingful. Um, <laughs> you used it, so it must I be. I <laughs> used it. I'm sorry. I just contributed to bad English all over America. Shakespeare invented words. We can invent words. <laughs> That's right. I do it all the time. So, I haven't got any hate mail yet, but so continue. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, I, I just knew immediately what song it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so I almost put it off writing it for a while because it was almost written in my head. Uh-huh. I already had the story. So um, at some point I just sat down and wrote out the rest of the story. And even though it's kind of about a love story, it's also sort of about just uh, having a time period in your life that was closed off to you. Just mm-hmm. a, a great period that you can no longer really have access to anymore. Right, right. A special time that's going to be... Uh kind of a it's something you can look back on right and yeah. and have a uh, defined area i guess i guess everybody goes through those at some point and it, it's good to have a kind of idea for it well cool so this is uh september from john carroll love would make her stay and I loved her before I ever knew her name she's September but some have sails and can't help it when the wind sweeps them away her name's September she said stay with me tonight for the night is cold and dead when I'm alone and I face hunger Cold and damp 
something wrong with the feeling of the chill morning autumn air. I turn in bed to warm you, and no one's there. John Carroll, also known as Larock, Larock, no, what was it? Larock Nahaj. Larock Nahaj. Very yeah, good. Name, I like it. My name backwards, yeah. <laughs> Did your parents just be like, this is why I really named you John Carroll? It's because backwards it's awesome. So. It's Larock Nahaj. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. I'm not sure if they thought about that. I, even up till now, they may have never thought about that. Now might be the first time they ever think about that. Well, now they know, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so that was September. Uh, so you kind of moved, when did you, what age were you about when you got to the Nashville area? Uh, wow. Uh, 20, 24, maybe 23, 24. Was that like a, a big change? Did you notice any big differences from like Texas to, to Tennessee, I guess? Oh yeah. I actually, I went to school in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So I moved from Oklahoma to here. Okay. And it was, I mean, it's huge. Uh, it's like, it, it was pretty much the same, like moving from high school to college and you're like mm -hmm. little fish in the big sea. Right. It was the same musically. I moved from Oklahoma yeah. and I was <laughs> little fish in the big sea and everything got real and there's the music business and, uh, it, it doesn't work the way I, I meet a lot of people and I don't mm -hmm. think anybody really knows how it works. Right. Until I moved to town yeah. and started talking to these people. And it was the same way for me. I had no idea what was really going on. You know, I still, ex I still expected, you know, you move to Nashville, you play around a little bit, you get signed, you become famous. Right, like, right. Everybody kind of thinks that. And uh, it doesn't really work that way at all. Yeah, and it's such a huge population of folks, like, looking for that same thing, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like everybody around you. But uh, it's definitely a... It's definitely a interesting place because it's got like the empire of the old the old ways of music you know with all the giant labels and all that stuff and i think i think it's changing a lot because of uh the internet and all the piracy of stuff has just turned everything on its head and uh guys are looking to for new ways like kickstarter and patreon i guess is how you pronounce it and all those those weird crowdsourcing things for music it's really i i don't know where it's gonna land hopefully somewhere good hopefully better for musicians, but I guess it's been yet to be seen. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, so you hit the Nashville area was the, the styles of music, like the, it's known for its country kind of feel and everything. Did that, uh, teach you anything new or did you come to love that or hate it or what? <laughs> both. I, mean, I would say both. <laughs> a love hate relationship I, with it. Yeah. 
it took me a while to figure out who I was kind of as mm-hmm. an artist because um, you move to town and for country music, especially if you're in the writing scene and I tried to get in mm-hmm. the writing scene, like NSAI and stuff, they focus hard on commercial music writing, which is you know right. what they do. Um, but there are strict rules for commercial music writers and I just never seemed to be able to fit into that slot. And so it was very frustrating for me because I thought, you know, why can't I fit in this slot? Mm-hmm. Um, can I be an artist without fitting in the slot? I thought that I would never see any kind of success without trying to, like, play by those rules. Right, right. Put and, the square uh, peg in the square hole kind of thing. Yeah, it took me a while to figure out that there are other systems, especially now with the internet, mm-hmm. and making it more available for indie artists to do their thing and be their own kind of artist that they want to be. So um, while I learned to appreciate the commercial aspect yeah. of it, and there is a certain amount of refining your songwriting skills in the rules and in their outlook. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. There's definitely a lot to be learned from it. Um, it just took me a while to figure out that that wasn't the only way. So. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's good. There is, a, there is a big groundswell, I think, of a lot of independent uh, groups and labels and stuff and radio places, a lot of really big internet radio stations overseas that just focus on this kind of independent style, which yeah. is interesting. It kind of adds another dynamic um, to, I, I guess it's mostly because, uh, you know, you don't just get records from the record store anymore. You know, it's like right. it, the only people who can make records back in the day was just those with the presses, you know, and those guys were just the big labels. But now anybody can burn a disc or put it on the Internet. It's even easier, you know, Right. which is cool. Well, neat. So you got another uh, track, The Curse, a little uh, Celtic feel there. Is that, is that one back to your roots or what? A little. <laughs> no, not really at all. I, I love... Back away from your roots. <laughs> I mean, I love Celtic music, and I would definitely uh, cruise to it, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but it was never something I'd ever really played before the song. Uh, the story I tell about this song is that I had met a co-writer, and he was kind of interested in to Celtic music as well. And so we decided we were going to write a Celtic song. So we had a few co-writing sessions together, and it just didn't happen. And, you know, <laughs> in like an act of desperation, he said, we can't be done. We're not Celtic. We don't have Celtic blood in us. We can't write this. The and Guinness isn't working. Or that might be Scottish. <laughs> I apologize to whoever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, so I put it away for maybe about a year or so uh-huh. and then I pulled it back out and I said I'm just gonna write a Celtic piece I really want to do this you met a red-haired girl and it just worked out <laughs> <laughs> yeah the curse um <laughs> I, do you want to explain about like the the idea to where it came from and everything then it's kind of an oh, interesting song it's got a, it's definitely got a story to it yeah pretty much that's the story I I don't know we started writing about potato famine when he oh. was writing it. of course whoa, just go as how, sad as we can how um, <laughs> and uh, I'm not really sure like how I developed this idea huh. I love I love to read mm-hmm. I always I pull a lot of inspiration for my songwriting from books so there may have been a book in there or yeah it sounds kind of like fable-y yeah I, you know like a storytelling I, I definitely tried to go like folk fable with it and um, especially with kind of the idea of her almost maybe being a witch, but not really. Right. I tried to, um, yeah, so the the curse is, if you listen to the song, the curse is pretty much just that he, he can't seem to forget about her. It was this love that he lost that he can't seem to um, get out of his head. So it just, it haunts him. Well, very cool. We got John Carroll with The Curse. Mm-hmm. 
from the start That girl be a wicked lass But it's hard to see past your own heart Once the spell's been cast Hey, yeah John Carroll, The Curse. And uh, so you, you played with some, some bands and stuff up in Nashville. Did moving to a more solo-focused act change for you, like the way you operated in your songwriting and all that stuff, performance? Uh, it did, uh, stylistically, mm-hmm. I, uh, a lot. Because I the band that I was just previously playing with recently mm-hmm. was a, like a folk band. And so I had to go figure out folk music you know like i had to go pick up a lumineers album and uh-huh. listen to mumford <laughs> and try to figure out what was going on in that scene to try to start writing it um yeah it's really blown up too like, yeah i guess mostly because mumford and sons which i didn't i didn't know until like not too long ago is they're british or something it's like and they're playing like what's considered americana now quote unquote as the new the new uh genre or something new yeah. old genre which is really it's really hilarious because but i mean that seems like how it is you know like the beatles 
they're all these like heard Elvis, you know, and they're like, okay, we got to do that, and then they bring it back, and then we're crazy about it because <laughs> because it came from England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it originally came from us. It came from overseas. Yeah, it's, yeah. It must be awesome. So yeah. that just pulled you back into like getting in, getting in on the ground floor, like what where the there were the scene in people's brains were at, I guess. Yeah, I th- that helped. Uh, it mm-hmm. was it was fun, and folk wasn't a bad fit for me because I loved to storytell, and yeah. I found a lot of freedom and that in folk music, which was completely awesome for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but I would definitely sometimes bring stuff to the band, and they'd be like, that's not folk. And so, <laughs> no go on that song. Um, but now you got all that stuff you can use, right? <laughs> now I have that stuff, yeah, and I, and I have been using it. And when I, I'm writing the CP currently, and I found that I've gone a little bit more back to my pop roots, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, and it's kind of been nice to sit down, because... I need to write it pretty quick, so... Yeah, yeah, it, get, it comes so out I'm, nice just, and fresh. <laughs> right, right. So I'm just doing what kind of comes natural to me for the CP, and it's it's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, and you you don't always need, like, the most obscure instrument to make great music. Like, nowadays, it's like, well, they've got a, uh, <laughs> they've got a uh, tuning fork player, and I don't know, so, something no, crazy. You, yeah, you don't always I, need that. Like, I, just a, a really good guitar and voice can always pull it together and be yeah. effective music. So what about this next track, The Paper Boat? you want to talk about that one? Um, sure. I Is this like a newer Yeah, like a two newer weeks, song? Two, within the past couple of weeks or so. Uh, this song, like I said, I, I like to pull a lot of inspiration from like poetry and reading. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a lot of poetry actually is just poetry about poetry. Like they talk about the act of poem writing. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of thought that was fascinating and wanted to try to write I sometimes I find that in my own songs where I'm writing songs about the act of songwriting um, and that's definitely this this song is falls in that category that's very cool because I think a lot of people um, that aren't in, as much involved in music are really interested like almost the most thing the biggest thing they're interested in is in like how these songs come to be and the poetry aspects huge for it so I, I know for me like I play I play music but the poetry's always been like, I don't understand it at all. I don't know where it comes from. I can play along to it, but, you know, it's just, like, certain people have have that affinity for it. Uh, do you find, like, your songs change a lot? I mean, this one's only two weeks old. Has it has it gone through a lot of metamorphoses, or is it just pretty much set in stone, and it, like, just keeps its keeps its form pretty well? My It tends to keep its form pretty well. Because mm-hmm. once, once you set down... A lot of my stuff is not like chording, but it's like super riff oriented on the guitar. Uh-huh. And so there was like a set melody line when I had it and it becomes really difficult to air from it, to change from that. Yeah. Right. Or you almost have to just like reform the basic music. Do the song. lyrics end up changing or usually once they fit, it's like, that's, that's it. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit. Sometimes I'll go back to old lyrics and I'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't sing that that, that way anymore. Um, it's really hard to say that. <laughs> but usually the idea and stuff stays the same because uh, lyrics are just something that I, I wouldn't say a slave over because I enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I spend a lot of time trying to craft a lyric. And so kind of once it's there, 
know. It's gonna take so much more input to <laughs> yeah. So to the riffs come like really easily, and then it's just like, all right, I gotta now that'll be eighty percent of the song will be me trying to figure out the lyrics to fit on this. So I would say that's accurate. <laughs> I I enjoy lyric writing. It's, uh-huh. it's really fun to just like sit down with a piece of paper and say I can make mm-hmm. anything happen right now. This can go anywhere. <laughs> but the, that's the problem too is that it can go anywhere. And so like yeah, I'll just start writing out ideas and just have pages and pages and pages. Wow. And then uh, eventually out of that I find something kind of materializes. Do you ever go back and like reuse them? Like I have all these pages, will they work? Or does it usually only work per song really? Uh, sometimes per song, but I, mm-hmm. will, I will like, I, I don't know. I will, uh, I will say that I do come across ideas like while I'm doing that, mm-hmm. that I think will be, it's like, oh, well that might make another good song. Right. So I'll kind of jump ahead in my notebook. I'll write it out. I'll take it. Right. Right. It's a revisit later. Well, all right, well, let's hear it. This is The Paper Boat with John Carroll. Did you get my song? I wrote it in a into a paper boat and sailed it down the stream to the alabaster cliffs of your legs just dangling in the water a ruby cherry on your lips when it docks between your toes Say 
back with that was John Carroll with the paper boat and uh, you can get get hooked up with John Carroll and his music at John plays plays music with a Z on Twitter he's got a, a Facebook page under Jan, John Carroll music something like that we'll have a post up with that uh, address for you and on the web at johnplaysmusic.com which is very impressive that you hooked that uh, that URL did you have to fight? You had to fight another John for that URL, or what? No, it was open, and I was like, "Sweet, lock that down." <laughs> <laughs> buy but, it, buy it. But uh, you are having an album come out uh, sometime this summer. Do you want to talk about that and like what what's going to be involved with that? <clears throat> uh, sure. Yeah. Right now, it's I'm doing an EP, trying to like mm-hmm. I just want something to get going on quickly. So the EP is going to be pretty simple, very acoustic, which I th- I think is. I'm kind of excited about actually because everything else I've had has been kind of produced, mm-hmm. a lot of, but a lot of my stuff is just very singer songwritery, me with an acoustic guitar. So I'm doing the CP, getting a, like a very acoustic sound, and gonna try to run with it to soon be expanded into an album while I'm, you know, art, hopefully touring and stuff. So uh, is the studio work you're pretty used to that, or is that new going in it as a as a solo artist? Or I I wouldn't say I'm a veteran. Mm-hmm. I do. If there's studio time available, I I take it. You know, right. Like, even with I'll have other, something ready. Right. Other people's projects or something like that. Uh-huh. I always I always love going into the studio, but I, it's not. It's it's a special day when I get to go in studio, like today. Oh, very cool. Yeah, we were so happy to have you and play all these tracks for us. We really appreciate it. Oh man, so happy to be here. Really. So um, you're looking up for some touring coming up too, right? As soon as you can. As soon as I can. It's gonna oh, be an adventure. Hoping to get the album out first. Yeah. I understand. So I have something to tour with. It's kind of hard to be like, <laughs> I'm gonna go play. I have nothing to sell, nothing for you to remember. Hope me you by. guys remember me. Hope you remember me. <laughs> hope you're taping this right yeah, now. Yeah, I hope you're taping this. <laughs> I know. I've I've seen a lot of live shows where people are like, if anyone wants to tape this, that would be great because we don't have anything. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. It's always nice, but I mean, sometimes the charity strangers works out, but you don't want to re- don't want to rely on it every day of your life, I guess. It's, yeah. <laughs> Well, very cool. So you got one one last track for us uh, recorded live here at Spice Rack. It's uh, March of the Giants. Is this an older song or is this another new one? You've got, you've got like all these new ones. Did you write all these just for us? or? <laughs> I, some of the, I wrote for the EP. I'm writing uh, yeah. some of these I wrote for the EP. Um, this one's probably maybe a year old, maybe just a little under a mm-hmm. year. Um, yeah, it's kind of my epic ballad. Very cool. And, yeah, everyone has to have a rock ballad, right? <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I guess, uh, did you want me to talk about the song? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, again, literature stuff. So I, mm-hmm. read, I read this book, this branch of literature called like surrealistic fiction. And uh, in this... It's like Salvador Dali in written form or something? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It sounds intense. <laughs> you just got, you just got uh, academic on me. <laughs> so The Melcy Clocks guy, like... You said surrealist uh, fiction, Dali. right? So yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just, yeah, okay. Yeah, similar to that. Like, but it would be like... Really out there, kind of. Well, the thing was, is that it was kind of normal. Like, everybody would be sitting around in a room mm-hmm. or something. And then all of a sudden, you know, it just so happened that the character over in the corner is 350 years old. And everybody mm-hmm. thought that was 
normal. Like, so all this, like, crazy stuff would happen, and everybody thought it was just kind of, huh? Meh. Let's go. It just, it happens. (laughs) Sometimes the sun melts, you know? It just happens. So I thought that was such a cool idea. So Uh um, I kind of had this idea where you had this character who wanted to be more than what he was in Mm -hmm. life, and he had these dreams and aspirations. But then, you know, as in it just happens, giants march through town. And uh, just completely desolated everything. And he knew mm. that he couldn't go beyond his bounds. So, I mean, it was a metaphor. But mm-hmm. it was just kind of me playing off this idea of, you know, something crazy would happen in, like, a normal situation. Well, very cool. Well, glad you can play it for us. Uh, look out for John Carroll's album out this summer, late this summer. Late he, this summer. He's up around Nashville, if you'd like. You can get in contact with him at John Plays Music with a Z on his Twitter, his Facebook and at johnplaysmusic.com. And thanks again for coming out, man. Man, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, and we're going to take it out with uh, John with March of the Giants. When the Giants march One long parade swept through the town We with our mouths agape from the ruin that was left We were never the same We stand in their wake As it starts to rain The radio plays in the night while we're lying in bed Gives voice to unrest in our little nest I can't help what I want Are the words that I'd said The words take flight in the moonlight Like moths in the moonlight Cause I want to be big King of my sandbox Casting my shadows over the castles I can't ignore When destiny knocks The words pour out in the moonlight Daring the shadows of moonlight When they came at the break of dawn And the lies of the night Impossibly large, impossibly strong And droning the song That spoke of them and their right To take their place in the daylight To show us our place in the daylight And the giants march One long parade They swept through the town We with our mouths agape From the room that was left We were never the same We stand in their wake As it starts to rain 
giant's march One long parade They swept through the town We with our mouths Gaped from the room that was left We were never the same We stand in their wake As it starts to rain We stand in their wake As it starts to rain This has been a production of Spice Radio from Huntsville, Alabama. You guys know what you want, and you don't have to do too much to get it. Get with us at spice-radio.com. If you have a podcast, you make music or art, or you have an event that you want to promote in the Tennessee Valley, you can find us at www.facebook.com slash spiceradiohuntsville, or on Twitter at spiceradiohsv. And again, our website, spice-radio.com.